Well, happy Friday, everyone. Oh my goodness. <sighs> we made it through another week. Um, there's this flood of um celebrity passings, like a flood. It's like every day. Um, so I'm just you know, I've just been processing things, sending prayers and love to everybody, you know, who has transitioned on. I just needed to open up the 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 episode with that because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at things and I'm very analytical. I done told y'all that. I'm just like, hmm, what is, mm, okay, all right, you know, um, yeah, so just. Yeah, um, but this episode, I am going to be wrapping up uh, my tops of 2021 with my top movies of 2021, and there were a few surprises. There were a couple, um, I had to extend my list from the original 10 that I've been doing just because, like, there's some films that I just wanted to highlight. And, you know, there are also films that just really made me happy. So, yeah, I just was like, I'm, I'm going to extend my list this year. And, uh, yeah, so that's all that's really going to go down with this episode today. There's not going to be, like, too much of anything else. So I'm not going to over talk it. Let's just get on into this. off uh, my top 15 films of 2021. Yes, I did, y'all. Yes, I did. Top 15. So I had to add a few more. Um, Usually when I do my list, I always have like, you know, those um, films or whatever that almost made the cut. Like, I would be like, you know, special shout out or whatever, like, to this film. And this year, I didn't do that. I just went, you know what? (laughs) I want to have top 15, okay? That's what I'm doing. And that's just what it's going to be, right? That's what it's giving. So, that's what it is. Um, My number 15 is Godzilla versus Kong, okay? And... I know people was like, really? <laughs> yes. Okay, this is currently on HBO Max. It was released through Warner Brothers or Legendary and Warner Brothers. And I love this film. And not the human aspect of it, except the little girl. Like, I, I liked Jaya, okay? I thought that was cool. You know, her and Kong's connection was everything. And I kind of wish that the film would have leaned more into that. And more into, you know, Godzilla. Like, Godzilla just popped up. Like, where is he at? You know, he just was popping up. And 
if we're going to have a monster movie, let's have a monster movie, right? And so, but the reason why I put it on here is, you know, I'm just not a, a, a film lover, okay? I, I theorize a lot of this and I sit there and I, you know, have those conversations with folks and the reason I put that on here is because of the the it was like a chess match of a film because everybody that was in it like you had all these multiracial uh, you know a multiracial cast you had you know what Godzilla represents versus Mecha Godzilla versus Kong. It's like, and if you watch how Kong and Godzilla were fighting, there were so many times where it looked like Godzilla was like, bruh, I'm not trying to kill you. I'm trying to wake your butt up. Like you was on some other stuff that that is wrong like (laughs) Godzilla represents like all of this wisdom and Kong represents you know the power and like I could really go deep into this and I'm just not gonna do it okay (laughs) but having said all that I think this film did achieve the whole like oh my god spectacle it kind of brought that back um to you know, a panoramic stricken, you know, theater landscape. Like (laughs) nobody was really trying to put out nothing too big. They really was not. Um, So this, I felt this kind of helped open that back up. Um, Open that lane back up. So yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I gave it 3.8 snaps out of 5. I really enjoyed this movie. I just watched it recently. And I was just like, mm-hmm, yep, you're going on the list. That's just what it is. And that people are going to have to be fine with that. Okay? All right. So, number 14 is The Matrix Resurrection. Or Resurrections. Pardon my French. Okay. So the critics were like, eh, it's, eh, it's good. It's just, hmm. But then, like, the fans were like, meh. And I was like, are y'all serious? Okay. Okay. <sighs> For me, I loved the movie. I really appreciated the message of the movie, which is it really is all about love. And I know that's hard to grasp. Um, It's easy to say, right? But it's hard to grasp and to actually walk in it, given our world. Let's be very, very honest. And what (laughs) the line that stays with me from this movie is how how 
someone was mocking um, Trinity and Neo and said, oh, y'all going to go around paying, you know, paying the sky with rainbows. And Trinity straight up was like, uh, why not, bitch? Why not? And I was like, yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. And <laughs> the Matrix has always been about love, right? And how, you know, everybody's like, oh, the fight sequences, yes, phenomenal. Oh, the special effects, yes, phenomenal. Um, <laughs> but at the at the end of the day, it's always been about love. And so I just really appreciated the film. I was really excited. I thought this was going to do very, very well at the box office. It's actually doing well in China, um, <laughs> which is weird, but okay. Um, I really did. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I think it's funny though that everyone's like, I ain't watching it or they're hating on it. But yet, even though it's like one of the most pirated movies and y'all need to understand something, they can trace that stuff, but they can also, <laughs> they can also trace how many times you don't watch it, how many minutes you watch all that stuff. So you think you downloading something and then putting it on whatever and they're not tracing it and they are, um, <laughs> not only is it highly pirated it is highly watched a lot of people watch this movie and so I'm like okay so whenever y'all or whoever out here would have watched it and it's like I didn't like it then why is it getting these multiple viewings just mm-hmm, mm-hmm, quit faking the funk and <laughs> trying to go with the crowd and go ahead and put some respect on that movie. Um, I do like another thing I, <laughs> I liked about the film was the writing room or the writer's room um, because the premise of the movie <laughs> is that what kind of jump starts everything is that the <laughs> studio wants to reboot the Matrix trilogy, which is in in the film as something else, you know, but they're like, oh, we're trying to reboot, you know, blah, 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 and we'll bring in, you know, the writers and that whole section or that, that, those sequences, everybody, a lot of the critics was like, oh, it's just so like, it's so, it's just too much, you know, it's too much, but I'm like, Y'all, the horror stories that I have heard about these writer rooms, I was like, mm hmm, mm hmm, yep, I'm right, uh huh, uh huh. I have heard some stuff. So <laughs> it wasn't, it just, what, what Sis was trying to say in this in this film and she did a really good job of it lana she really did is that not everything needs to be rebooted it's the same story ain't nothing changed you know um but it it also was about an artist's journey 
the matrix resurrections was really about an artist's journey into self-acceptance of who they are um you know and of course you know the love and and finding the love of self in order to really like really do what they're supposed to do out here and it's like oh god like just I wish people would have grabbed that like I don't know it was just very unfortunate um but you know it is what it is people gonna like what they like and they ain't gonna like what they don't like but like I said I just I need y'all to understand that (laughs) they tracking them minutes and hours or whatever however they are tracking the time of watch and it's super high so I was just like mm-hmm. whenever y'all done I gave that four snaps out of five and yeah it's on HBO Max for a little bit longer and then it's gonna be I think it's already available to purchase um so yeah that's that um number 13 is the harder they fall um which is on netflix it was dropped by netflix as well or distributed by netflix and again this is this is my first time going that i'm going to talk about this in this list but it's not the first time that I have spoken about it on my podcast. And that is Netflix and their marketing is is weird. It's weird. And it's gotten like they've really pulled back, right? So and I think it had everything to do with the Emily in Paris debacle. Even though that show has just gotten renewed for two more seasons, I'm like, that show is trash. What in the world is going on? But okay, okay, people watching it. Now, what I say, what I say about The Matrix, that's happening with Emily in Paris. And so, that whole debacle, a little backstory, is that this is what the debacle consisted of. The producers of that show invited members of the Hollywood Foreign Press over to Paris and wined and dined them and and gave them swag and all of the things and all of that type of marketing and, and campaigning is detrimental to shows that don't have a budget to do that or don't have an in to do that. And so once that happened and it was exposed, we know what's going on because the Hollywood Foreign Press is attached to the Golden Globes. We know, because I have covered it, what is going on with the Golden Globes and why they are in the pool they are in. The thing about it is that type of campaigning people want to just put it on um he who will not be named (laughs) but 
it didn't start with him. Like, this has been a thing that's been going on in Hollywood for a very, very long time. And the thing about he who will not be named is that he perverted it. Like, when I say perverted it, he really did. And so what happened with Emily in Paris is a result of that perversion. It is. So I understand where Netflix is like, well, we're not doing that, you know. But let me be very clear. There is still safe marketing that can be done where it doesn't appear to be infringing on, (laughs) you know, the whole... Now, now you're perverting things, okay? And infringing on, like, we're trying to really, like, you know, smooth and do all of that, okay? And I feel like the harder they fall would have benefited better from a, a more strategic marketing campaign. And it didn't get that treatment And so, of course, Black people are going to uplift the film. Of course, we're going to do that. Because, to be honest, (laughs) Westerns and Black folks go way back. (laughs) We just don't get to make them a lot. And so what this movie did for the culture is amazing. Like, I was like, yes. And even in my review of the film, you know, when it came out, I said that. I was like, I'm not going to tank this film because of the, you know, story construction, character construction. And I'm not going to do all of that because I have to look at it through the lens of what it's doing for Black Hollywood and black cinematic culture. The downside though is that it didn't get the the proper treatment, the marketing treatment. It didn't. I'm sorry, it did not. And so these performances of like Jonathan Majors, he should be in contention right now, but he's not because of that okay um because of that you know lack of strategy and so here's what i will say i love this movie um i think there are elements to it that are beautiful but then there are elements that felt very off because they just weren't constructed correctly that's okay <laughs> because the film didn't come on the scene like we're gonna be the best movie ever it doesn't take itself that seriously in that vein but what it does do is open up the history book of what really was going on with black america during this time okay and so I have to give the movie props on that. You know, I do. Um, Yes, Jonathan Majors did a damn thing. And he should be, like I said, he really should be talked about. He he should be nominated. I'm like, y'all better get this together. 
I know people who want to get their films made. I know that. I understand that. But these are these type of issues have to be discussed when you're at the table, when you're signing that contract. What what's what is the marketing strategy on this? What are the dollars that, you know, what what are we going to do? Because it just I was I didn't understand it. Like I was just like, "What? What? What?" And but then when I look at the power of the dog, and I'm like, But the producers of that had more clout, you know what I'm saying? And they were more in the Hollywood thick of things, so to speak, you know? So it was just very unfortunate. I wish, you know, that the harder they fell or fall would have, you know, just had that wind underneath. But, you know, it kind of seemed like they were banking on the cast to really pull that leverage and unfortunately it did not work um which is just sad I mean you have Regina Hall uh, yeah Regina Hall a uh, Regina King and I'm just like oh lord Jesus we gonna get this together someday Netflix. I don't know when though, but someday. I gave it 4.2 snaps out of 5. And yes, again, it is on Netflix. It is worth a watch. Um, It is blistering and it's so good. But like I said, there are some some bumps in it. Because, you know, I'm not, like I said, I ain't going to tank it because of that. Um, My number 12 is... Um, Nobody, which I also reviewed. All of these movies I've reviewed, well, publicly somewhat, some I have not. Um, But yeah, Nobody kind of took me by surprise. Um, Very in the vein of John Wick, but what it was able to do was distinguish itself from uh, that vein of and there's so many of these films coming out that are trying to be the next John Wick and I'm like that's where this film excels at because it's not it clearly is like I'm not trying to be John Wick okay this is a whole nother part of that universe um and it's so good the fighting sequences to me like that bus fight is just oh, oh yeah I was I was so down for it and I knew, like, this character played by uh, Bob Od- Oderbeck. Um, listen, I was like, he about, listen, somebody about to get toe up from the flow up. And that's just what was happening. <laughs> and I love that. Like, I really appreciate it. Um, I appreciate stories like that. Like, you know, you think he's an underdog, but he's really not. Like, he's really, really not. And when they found out, like, when the government found out that he was kind of making some noise, they was like, oh, 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 nope, nope, we got to shut that down right now. So, yeah, I really <laughs> enjoyed it. Um, I liked that Rizzo was his brother. It was just so good. It was so good. Um, I also gave that 4.2 snaps out of 5, and it is 
currently available to rent or buy on all streaming platforms. Um, actually, if you have HBO Max, they just added that. Yes, I said I see you, HBO. I see y'all, Warner. I see it. I see it. Okay. All right. I like it. Keep it up. I like it. Um, next up, my number eleven is Cop Shop. For y'all that don't know, me and Gerard Butler are best friends. <laughs> In my in my in my head but anyway um i tend to watch everything this dude is in ever since 300 and i know like how over sexualized they try to you know do that cast um that's not why i like him like and follow his career it's i genuinely think like I just like him. It like he just I can follow him. I can watch him go through these like crazy experiences and I'll be like, yeah, that movie was good. I get it, you know. Um what I really like though is that every movie he's been putting out like over the past like five years have really like connected with audiences and cop shop is no different a lot of people like this movie me included and it's a covid uh production so it it's situated at you know one location that worked very well i mean yeah you know when it yeah but again, if you, if you know how to use the space, you can make anything work. And that's what happened here. They knew how to use the space. So give them props. And then, but yeah, Frank Grillo ass is this hitman on the run from another hitman who was Gerard Butler. Um... Frank thinks if he gets arrested, oh boy, will leave him alone. But that ain't the case because oh boy's like, okay, we, all right, then I'm gonna get arrested too. And then in like in the middle of it, um, let me find her. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Alexis Louder's character is this deputy that's like caught in the middle of it. And I'm just like, this is a hot mess. I don't know how this is going to end. And then when the ending happened, I was also like, oh, you know, and that's the thing too. Like a lot of his movies at the end, like they, these endings, I'd be like, you know what? What you're not going to do is get me in my feelings. So, but yeah, Cop Shop is good. It was a good time. Um, definitely a good like popcorn Friday night, Saturday night. You just want to put on some chill, kick it that's the movie okay um i gave it 4.4 snaps out of five and it is currently available to rent or buy um on a lot of the major platforms all right so now we're going to get into the top 10 the justice league snyder cut girl (sighs) 
4.5 snaps out of 5 is currently on HBO Max. <sighs> so this is the film that really kicked off the whole fan not I don't want to say it's fan service cuz it's really not. It's really not. Um but this is the one where the fans really got together and was like we about to do a thing, right? Um, the addition of, or how do I want to, is it an addition? Is it an addition? Or is it the original storyline of, and it's the original, um, storyline of Cyborg. That mess broke my heart and not in a way that you're thinking. It broke my heart because it was like, why was his entire storyline erased? And I know it's like, oh, it's timing. And I can hear all of <laughs> the dialogue, right? That went into that decision. I can, I can understand it. This, but this is a character we didn't know as an as as an audience. We have not known him in the DC, right? You know, Flash got his story, but this dude didn't. And I, I was just like, oh no, like it just. Mm. But I, I saw that and I just went, oh, oh no. Okay, okay. But the film just, with that element back into it, it felt complete. You know, the 2017, we have to be honest, it was not good. And I, I keep trying to tell people, like, I'm like, I'm sorry, but it just it didn't mesh well. You can tell there was a lot of, like, stuff going on um, in the background. And it showed in the final product. But what this film was able to do was pretty much erase that mess. And recenter the DC back on, back on course. And it's not just the Snyderverse. It, it felt real. You know, and I just was like, this is so unfortunate. Um, it's so beautiful to look at. The movie is great to look at. The music's everything. You know, I covered this before, so I'm not going to linger on this um, on this part of it. But it's just a really good movie. I, I feel that it definitely <sighs> opened up the whole, like, all right, we're going to be very serious with these movies, especially over in DC. And I'm like, yes, because you know what we get over at the MCU. Um, you know what we get. It's a formula. It's, they don't really stray too much. And when they do, people act up. Okay, we, you're right. And so, yes, um, I really did enjoy this movie. It's just it's just a good movie. Um, it is on HBO Max, like I said. We're moving on to June number nine. I'm not gonna 
stay too long on this one either because I did a really good, you know, or a really in-depth in, um, review of it when it came out as well. Um, this got 4.5 snaps out of 5 as well. It is currently available to, you know, get and rent and buy. It's on Blu-ray. I believe that just came out. Everybody's just like, oh my god. Um, <laughs> so it's doing very well. And I'm, I was actually enjoyed this movie, okay? There was a couple of times I was like, why save your complex? Go away! Yes, we're done with the White Savior Complex, seriously. But I understand this one, like this one kind of makes more sense than just the other ones we've seen. And I'm going to leave it at that. Um, <laughs> Number eight, I also reviewed this film, Bruised, um, directed and starring and produced by Holly Berry. Yes, sis. Keep going and doing what you're doing. I love it. I'm here for it. Congratulations to her on her NAACP award for this movie. Yes. I'm here for Holly Berry. I'm here for any any feminine who has been through it. And is still here and is thriving and is making making their way, you know, and just and doing a damn thing. I'm always going to support that. So, yes, congratulations to her. I gave this one 4.5 snaps out of 5 as well. It's currently on Netflix. Um, number 7, The Tragedy of Macbeth. It's currently streaming on Apple Plus. You can rent it, I believe. Um, honey, Denzel did that. Corey did that. This cast is thick. And it's hard to just sit there and pinpoint one person, which they're doing, which is fine. Because Denzel really did amazing here. Um, But... Corey Hawkins, again, I'm just like, "Mm, mm, 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 okay, I see what y'all doing, but, hmm, all right, whatever, Um, but yes, this is a good movie, it's beautiful to look at, I just, I said it in my review, I, I was like, this movie is so amazing, and like, I don't, I have never seen Macbeth like that. It was just people have done a dark version. Of course, it's a dark story. Um, they've played with the shadows, they've played with the fog, and they've done that. But what Cole and company was able, or Cohen and company was able to do, who is oh, it almost feels claustrophobic. Like, it feels like you're in there with this person. <sighs> and I love how every time there is conversation with the outside, okay, it's all foggy and like, ugh, and just, ugh. But then when it's inside, where the the wheels are turning and all of this it's so crystal clear it's just oh my god okay yep okay 
Yep, I love this movie. Um, I gave it 4.7 snaps out of 5. And yeah, it's good. It's good. Number 6, The Green Knight. I actually started rewatching this last night, but I've been very, very tired. <laughs> and so I was like, pause. <laughs> pause. Um, I love an epic poem, babe. I love an epic poem. Hello, I'm a poet. But I love it. And so, yeah, this is based off of the epic poem. Um, is it the Green Knight? It's 14th century. So it, um, it's called Sir Gowan and the Green Knight. And I just had fun. I did. I just sat back when I watched it. I did. I just was like the initial watch. I was just like, I know I'm about to sit here for a minute because it's, it's over two hours. I was like, oh, God. Um, but I, I like that. This is kind of like a Sunday afternoon movie. Um, you know, get your little snacks and things and, and then just chill and watch. Um, it's the visuals for me. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful, beautiful piece of work to look at. And so, kind of creepy. (laughs) But, of course, you know I like that. Um, I gave this 4.8 snaps out of 5. And it is currently available to watch on all, or rent or buy on all streaming um, platforms. Number five is King Richard. Again, a lot of these I've already reviewed, so I'm not going to go too deep into them again. Um, But I had fun with this movie. It was very emotional, um, very uplifting, um, and reconfirming on, you know, just what what you want to do with your life and how do you want to get to those goals and you know how do you stay focused and I I just love this movie I oh it was just a feel-good movie and I think we throw that or have thrown that around so much um that it's become kind of dated and just be like meh but this actually is a very very good um movie and it is a feel-good I'm sorry I felt good Anjanou Willis or um Ellis I don't know what the SAGs thought they was doing this year. I don't. I'm just like, usually they get it right. And I I don't know what happened. Um, But I'm going to leave it right at that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, she did an amazing job. I just, I just love how everybody was, every actor was given the opportunity to just go there and have a good time um or not a good time some of them were just very emotional moments to the movie but right now it is available in theaters um but if you have voodoo you can rent it um you know i think on google too you can rent it but you can't purchase it and then um yeah it's doing pretty good now that it's you know just strictly at theaters or you know like a just let you know that you could rent it it's doing well um 
but it's gonna go back to HBO Max here shortly. Um, number four, Werewolves Within. I gave this a five out of five as well. Um, King Richard is five out of five. Um, I just love a low budget movie that gets it right. Again, knows how to use the money, <laughs> how to make it stretch. It just was, and it's funny. This movie was funny, you know? I was like, this mess, this is a, a horror comedy. Um, it's based off of a game. Um, I have not played that game, so yeah. But yeah, this got five out of five as well. It's available to rent or buy as well. Um, now here's where I have to stop for a moment and really talk about a film, and that is passing. <sighs> Listen. I spoke earlier about the marketing strategy for this for Netflix films and passing is so not getting the exposure that it needs to really do a damn thing at during this awards gambit. This is a five out of five for me. Tessa Thompson, amazing. Ruth Naga, amazing. And again, Rebecca Hall directed it. <coughs> Excuse me, did an amazing job. She wrote it, adapted from um, book of the same name. Amazing. Cinematography, amazing. Pacing, amazing. Everything about it is good. Everything. It's the topic that's the issue. And how people look at black and white. Okay? And the thing about passing is, and what I said in my little synopsis here, is that passing is a part of black American culture. And then to come to find out, it's just black culture globally and I I said how it hasn't gone away you know we don't talk about it and then it has not gone away and I remember the day when my mom told me that Doris Day is black and I went huh And she busted it down, told me the story, and I went, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And she's like, I'm not. I'm I'm not kidding you. But she is white, right? How many other of these stars that we love have been passing? They're out there. Um, (laughs) And what's crazy is Rebecca Hall herself found that she herself is black but because of her mom passing and not talking about her her blackness at all this girl didn't know right that type of 
that type of mental construct is all because of racism. Okay? There's no other way to say it. All right? And the fact that you have many, many, many people highlighting their skin, (laughs) whitening their skin, lightening their skin to become lighter. (sighs) You know, it's, it's frustrating because I just can't. I'm just like, this is too, oh my God. So when people talk about racism, I don't think they re- I don't think they see how massive and how it it just it pushes boundaries, it breaks boundaries, it breaks hearts, it breaks all kinds of things and it pushes people to do some really really not healthy things. And in this context, it was all about survival for her. And the ending is just too much. Um, <laughs> I sat there and was just like, nah, why? But I understand because of racism. It's so awesome, right? So this movie is so damn good. I just don't think people are ready to have that conversation yet. And I'm like, this is a damn shame. Of all the times to have a conversation about something, y'all don't want to talk about this one. I don't know. I can't. I can't, girl. But um, <laughs> it got five out of five too. I just, it's currently available on Netflix. <sighs> but again, it's not getting that. It's not getting the stretch. You know, the marketing that it needed to really go there but I understand why it did see it's a catch 22 it's a catch 22 because I understand why they didn't because they don't want to become you know that guy but (laughs) I'm just like oh god like y'all gonna have to figure it out or the rumblings on the street is that there's just a whole new way or a whole new system that's going to be implemented. It's like being created right now, but it's going to be implemented soon on on awards. So, but we'll talk about that later on um, this season. Um, number two is Pig. Again, this is just a light synopsis or a light, you know, my notes on it. Um... It got five out of five as well. It's currently on Hulu. Um, And then it's available everywhere else. But it's, you know, I always try to give y'all the the what's up. Girl, listen. That's just a good movie. Nicolas Cage did that. Like, he did that. I was just like, wow. Wow. That performance is everything. I mean, the stories, everything. And again, they kept it cute. They kept it... (laughs) They didn't overblow anything. This was the story, and that was it. We in, we out. They're like 90 minutes, and it's one of the best movies of the year. So I was just like, oh my God. (laughs) Look, you want to know how to break in? And and (sighs) 
become, you know, a part of Hollywood or what have you, you need to watch that movie. You need to read that script and just go out and be you. Like, tell your story. Like, don't don't conform to what you think Hollywood would want you to be or create. You need to tell your story in an authentic way and just do that. And Hollywood would come to you. Like, I'm telling you, like, don't... Don't try to conform into something you're not. Because then that you don't, you lose your uniqueness. And that really is what Hollywood kind of... Not kind of, that's how they really were able to come up so to speak you know (laughs) they're making movies and all the things of these unique stories and that's why pig works it's like this is a this is this isn't about emotional support animal and um oh it's so good it's so good it's highly emotional um five out of five of course and then my number one is Candyman. nia DaCosta put her foot into that story and it is a striking visual um, of, again, racism and how how it's just perverted everything. I, I just, I can't. Like, I was just like, oh my God. Like, oh gosh, it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a 90-minute movie, too. Well, it's a little over 90 minutes, but this one was a lot. It was highly emotional, too. Like, I was just like, oh, my God. The last, like, 10 minutes, I was losing my mind. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. But, of course, there's a Sasashi Khan reference in it. And I just lost my mind when I saw that, too. I was just like, girl. Like, she really... I mean, even from the opening credits, I said, okay... We about to we about to do something. Because it was just oh gosh, all the fog and like everything. It was just perfect. And I'm so proud of her and I can't wait to see what she does next. I mean, this this woman was able to really solidify herself and Oh man, I just can't wait. I'm really excited for her. But yeah, the cast was perfect in this, of course. Um, I it was, you know, I covered this um in my top horror films because it was just that good. I it was just that good. So yeah, it's available to rent and buy everywhere. I don't know where it's gonna stream at, but Oh, oh, it's good. Oh, so that's it. That's my list. That is my list of top films of 2021. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> for Libby's Corners uh, top films of 2021. 
Like I said earlier, I know that some of these are like, really? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's my list. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, I hope you took the time to kind of reflect on some things and, and things, you know, films or shows or what have you, music even. I really didn't get into music this past year like I have in previous years a lot of the music that I listened to um were classics um so you know or released prior to um the only shout out that I really have to give when it comes to music is um you know I hyped up Aaliyah you know I hyped up um Abba, but Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan is my, that whole album is a bop to me, and it was a bop for the whole year for me. I would just like come in and out on that on that album, so yes, that was my number one album, but other than that, like I only, that's the only one, like everything else I was just like, meh. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that sometimes you just need a break, you know, and not focus so heavily on on what everybody's doing because I know like for me when I started this, it was a lot of well, you know, I have to have music and I have to have, you know, I have to cover that all the time. Like I have to cover everything. And not only is it exhausting, it's just, that's not me. And I don't want to build, you know, my, I don't know. I don't want to build my brand or anything like that. Um, doing too much and then, you know, just just overblowing things or you know pushing myself over a limit um because that's just it's a lot you know I I was like you know I looked at all of the films that I watched this year and all of the content I was like oh my goodness like I did a lot um (laughs) um but it also doing all of that really did help me heal and you know now I'm writing again and now I'm you know getting things ready for the next phase and so uh, next phase of you know my artistic journey and so it's just like okay okay that's why I was watching all of that and and being like being open to all of these different facets of film and um, you know, especially when it comes to like documentaries. And so, yeah, I just think like, for me, I, I just, I know that everybody's shifting. I know that everybody is, you know, moving forward in, in a different way or direction. And for me, I'm also doing that. Um, and so I'm going to shift, I'm going to, you know, change perspectives and change how I go about things. So, um, 
music did take a back seat, especially towards, you know, the latter part of the year. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> it totally is what it is. It just, that's just what happened. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I'll, you know, if something big is going on or I want to highlight, you know, something in, in music, I definitely will be doing that. But, you know, for now, I'm like, I'm good with just, you know, film and, and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's just important to just go with the flow. Let things slide off. Um and and be okay with that like just be okay with that things are gonna always move and change and that's that's just how how it's supposed to be so yeah but change is hard I know that (laughs) I know that well that's it that's my little two cents or my little light at the end of the tunnel for this week um there's no sighting this week either because it is what it is. <laughs> so you guys have a great weekend, a great week. Stay positive as much as you can and not toxic like positive. Sometimes you got to go on and let the negative do what it need to do to, you know, it needs to happen. But um, <laughs> stay, stay as positive as you can. Don't let people push you around and push you out of your element. Get your rest and stay hydrated as much as possible. And I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.